His uh, comeback up off the injury report, unlike Mark Williams, who could be dead, he's arisen. Matty Malley, how are you, mate? Feeling back, yeah. Feeling feeling great. Ready to cartwheel. Yeah, <laughs> I am the... Uh... I am the Mark Williams of my uh, of my local district. You're yeah, the Mark Williams of NBA podcasters. If yeah, I was filling yeah, in your injury fair. report, if I was if I was filling in the injury report, what would I put beside your name? Did not play injury. What do I put down beside that illness? <laughs> Did not play. Yeah, emptying bowels. <laughs> with yeah, with extreme violence. Uh, yeah, I feel like you can put that on there. And we all know that uh, in the NBA these days, if you have an illness, you could be out for at least three weeks. So, look, you've done very well to crawl yeah. back in for this one. This is indeed the pickup. We have our buy now, our sell nows, our buy low, our sell highs, all of it. And we're also going to do a bit of an NBA catch-up because we haven't chatted since the trade deadline. And we're going to call them Where the Dust Settles Dudes. It's all coming up right up after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hey, uh, look, before we actually get down to the podcast, I think I must have to say, Mally, I know that you're on it. We have our Discord Unlimited. If you haven't joined our Discord Unlimited for Inside Fantasy Sports, we're revving up on all cylinders, not just because it's coming NBA playoff time and getting your fantasy lineups right. We've got AFL, NRL all on the boil. It's coming down to the wire the last couple of uh, weeks and games here for the NBL. So make sure you get on it right there. The link is down below. Click on that one. It's only $25 for the entire year to join that and it's not just for nba it's for every single sport we do mally right 25 bucks what a bargain i'm a tight ass and even i'd pay that do you have a subscription at we are going to give one away on the show very very soon we'll make sure we get down to that one mate huge day we're a couple of big fellas and a couple of mats who love our basketball victor Wembanyama is the fourth rookie ever to record a triple double for blocks can you today? Absolutely huge. The last one we know was Clint Capella in 2021. Not a rookie. He just did it the last time. Do you know who the other three rookies are? There are some elite guys he's joining. Uh, let's go. I reckon it won't be like a household name. I reckon it'd be something like, you know, because Capella's not really a household name. Obviously, Wemby is. Maybe Malone. Is he there? Ooh, ooh, you're talking you're talking Carmelone or Moses Malone? Let's go Moses. I will tell you it was a teammate of Moses Malone. Uh, that would be uh reminds you of the Simpsons. Yeah, Hakeem. No, not well, not Elijah one. Earlier. Ralph. Ralph. But yeah, Samson. Big Ralphie. Yeah. Big Ralphie Sampson, yeah, right. the other big fella from Utah. You kind of um, you kind of went to the Malone era. So Mark Eaton, and you've got to get this one. He plays on your he played on your favorite team of all times, and he did it three times as a rookie. Uh, was it the Admiral? Was it, uh, it was Dave? indeed. It was Big yeah, David right. Robinson in his rookie yeah, year in nineteen ninety. That's huge. It's just funny because, I mean, obviously he was athletic, but he wasn't that mobile. And you think of Ralph Sampson, he was slow as hell. Eaton was slow as hell. Like, isn't it funny yeah. that they could get 10 blocks? Like, Triple-double that included just... blocks. Yeah, Mark Eaton, Ralph Sampson both did so once in 1983 in the same year. And in 1990, another spurt, David Robinson did so three times. That means four out of the total six rookie triple-doubles with blocks were recorded by Spurs. Yeah, right. Yeah, they love a big boy, hey? Good on them. They do. They do love a big boy, and we all do love big boys, don't we? Yeah, they make them big in Texas. They do make them big in Texas. I remember a girl with, you know, wore a t-shirt. They make them big in Texas when she came. Big personality. She wore that to high school for free dress day, and she had to go home one day. (laughs) Big mistake. You weren't allowed to wear that to school back in the nineties. I tell you that much. And uh, hey, look, a bit of an injury update coming out on this one. We've got a bit of an injury (laughs) right now. So in unrelated news that we're all aware of, if you play for Tom Thibodeau, you could just die on the basketball court or just something could go wrong with the final minutes of the game. Dante DiVincenzo today uh, went down in the final minute with a hamstring. They lose to the Rockets on a controversial late foul call today. It was like 
Jalen Brunson, mate, he was he was ready to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen all the reports and the there's not a lot of love for the uh, umpiring in that game, but it is what it is. It's still a game at the end of the day, even though a lot of money gets sunk into it. It's a sport. People make mistakes. And this is the weird thing. I don't think the Knicks actually had any business kind of being in this one. Big game for Fresh Situa. I did say the other day, the mm-hmm. look for him to fill in, depending on what the call with Hartenstein was, he didn't play tonight. Mitch Robinson is out. Julius Randle is out. OG Ananobi is out. But again, as I said, Dante DiVincenzo, he he's probably out up until the All-Star break. My question is, do you think Bojan Bogdanovic gets a bit of a bump in his role? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, I'll talk about him in detail later. The notes I have written, obviously, before the news of this uh, this injury. But, um, yeah, we'll reflect a little bit of, on that. He'll definitely do more than he did the previous game. Even today, I mean, the injury only happened right at the end of the game, so it didn't really impact him. But he didn't get a lot of minutes. Yeah. He was in the 20s, which uh, you haven't seen from yeah. him basically this season. Yeah, he wasn't that efficient, but they were in this one. It was an inefficient game. But then again, when you've got Jalen Green on your team, are you really talking highly about efficiency is the question no, there. That's not a concern. Not yeah. a concern. But look, controversial call. It got the Rockets over the line today. Other news, I think we are going to call this like where the dust settles, and I don't have a sexy soundbite for it. I, maybe I could do one of this. Like, maybe I just could throw it back yeah. to the old school. Settling noises. We're not, no, no, we're not allowed to. We're, no, we're not allowed to do ASMR on the pod anymore. We, we were told very clearly we cannot do like Jonas Valanciunas. We we're told we yeah. can't do that anymore. So I'll just hit the people with this one. Boom shakalaka. There yeah. we go. It's like you can imagine the ground splitting on on that one. Uh, Mally, initially yeah. my thoughts the other day with the dust settle guys were these were the hitless guys, some guys who were going to get bumps for their respective teams. Now we haven't all seen them. Um, play for their new teams or step into their roles apart from a small sample size. Went with PJ Washington, Keontae George, um, Taylor Hendricks, Balau Kulabali, Rashawn Holmes, uh, Eugene Omari over in Washington. Buddy Heald, again, shining right now with Tobias Harris being out today. We'll talk about that later. Naismith, Matherin, uh, Fontecchio with another C. Don't pick up the one in your league with one C. It's not the same bloke. That's a misspelling on my behalf. Guys like Asar Thompson, Trey Mann, again, let's talk about him next, and uh, and Micic, who didn't come good today. We were talking about some of the dust settles blokes. What are your thoughts on that initial list? And I'm adding to it, like Kelly Olinick is a guy that I like to add to the list now in a lot of leagues and available. Tell us your thoughts on the trade deadline. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the list you had there. The only one I noticed was missing was Bagley. I'd say he's probably worth um, a pickup there. I picked him up um, as soon as the the original trade went down when Gafford was was off, and um, even with Holmes coming back, I thought no, he'll be second fiddle. Then he came out and he played 15 minutes in his first game without Gafford. No, I, I didn't panic, which is one of my favourite things to do. So I'm surprised by that. Um, I'm, I'm surprised and, you did that uh, that time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they went small. They didn't need him, and he was coming back from uh, four, four game absence with injury. So I think they were easing him back in today. He looked much better. He double doubled. He got a steal. He got a block. His efficiency was good. I mean, his efficiency in the first game where he played his fifteen minutes, he was one for seven. So he wasn't really impacting the game much. But I am glad I held him in my sixteen man league. I'm going to yeah hold him tight, and um, yeah, I think some good things will come out of him. In a 16-man league, that's insane because he's 41% yeah. rostered. He's actually gone down 1% on Yahoo off that stinker the other day, like you said. So he's yeah. been drafted and come back into teams and in and out of teams. So that's a massive pickup. Olinik is the guy that I've really liked. He's jumped 41, not 41%, Jesus. He's at 31%. He's gone up 4% in the last day as well. Great role for him. He's basically played 22 minutes. He's a serviceable um, extended floor guy back up to Pertle, although they've played him both a little bit today. Perfect from the free throw line. Excellent field goal percentage, six from 10. Uh, 17 points, five rebounds, two assists, and three steals. Doing an things. And what I've always loved about Kelly is he's a willing and able passer. So I think that in this very free-flowing Raptors offense, he'll find himself out and, and carve a nice little role. Definitely a stream option if he's ever on a waiver wire when the Raptors have a back-to-back. 100%. Like the last two games, I picked him up as well. He was another guy. Actually, no, I didn't pick him up. I, I got him in a, uh, as a bit of a bonus in a recent trade because uh, I thought, you know, 
they're not going to miss him. And I think I can squeeze that tiny bit more value out of it. And um, and he obviously impressed today. And he impressed in his last game um, over in Toronto. He sat the first one um, after the trade. Um, but he, he, he's he got a handful, I think three steals in both of the last games, which isn't a Kelly Olynyk yeah. thing. So I don't think that's a change of atmosphere. That might be a flash in the pan. But everything else he's done. Um, he's only still got the 20-odd minutes. And what I worry a little bit about is both of those games were kind of blowouts and they, I think they just uh, sat purtle. But, you know, like he is a guy that they need. As you said, he's a, he's a handler, he's a distributor, and they're down to one point guard now and then they're playing Scotty Barnes as kind of their comeback on play point guard while, um, while young yeah. fellas off uh, QI. And yeah. he's been, and he's um, been, and QI and, and and IQ and and Barnes yeah, have been up and down a QI. little bit lately. Is on IQ, it's QI. I think QT is the rapper. Yeah, you are yeah, a Q- yeah. Do you remember the whole math yeah. thing where you are a QT pie and you're trying to be cute? That's yeah. cute. And write that on a note. Yeah, yeah baby. It's sexy when I can. Me. Oh, it's sexy when I can use the mathematical symbols to tell you that you're hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, some girls are into it. Mate, these are the guys who are – who else is there? Because I didn't put Bagley on my list initially because I thought he had a role there. So he just stepped up. I thought he thought he had more of a role with Gafford. He was playing well with Gafford being in and out of the lineups in, in Washington. Gafford is also just shining right now. Like He's putting up really good numbers over in Dallas. and see, He's just gone in seamlessly. He's doing massive stats in 20 minutes a night. Like you see what this bloke is doing. And if he is ever I, – I, I, am I saying just unleash him? Like – Yeah, yeah. Because – yeah, he's he's back. Uh, he's back in the motherland. So yeah, he's just feeling good. Yeah, and I think the, right. Badly, and today I was a revenge game that. too, though. Can I just say that I love that just a week after the trade deadline, he had yeah. to go back to Washington and play his old team. Had to, had to face up. Yep, yep. Um, Trey Man, he looks great. I mean, he's yep. he's reminiscent of um, oh, who am I thinking of? Uh, he played for this. Is here we go. We're playing around early. Of Matt doesn't oh, know who's talking about. Matty oh, G figuring out. Oh, here we go. Uh, he was oh, a fuck. I've got to look. He was a triple. He was a triple double dude. He Russell Westbrook. For, um, no, he's not a Russell Westbrook household name. He played oh. for. Um, I think he played for the Suns. He never was a big scorer, but he was also always a triple double threat. Tall guy. He recently popped back in the NBA just to fill in, and then he was gone again. Play on. I'll oh, come no. back to him. Someone out there is listening to this, and they're yelling the name out. I know, but um, triple double yeah. threat. Thaddeus yeah. triple no, double just... threat. Played played off the bench. He was a, a a bit of a defensive force. He was tall. He was a he was a good solid like six four six five for a point guard. <laughs> No, I'm, it's it's mate, leaving me, I'm, but I'm leaving it. What? Yeah, well, I'm I'm, 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 me at the, at the I'm worst completely of times. lost in this. I'm thinking six three point guys of the Phoenix Suns, and all that comes to my mind and bench is Chris is Chris Paul because I'm waiting for him to come back on from the Warriors bench. Yeah, it, it'll turn out he didn't play for them, so who, who knows? But it, it, back to it, yeah. back to what I do know. Back to what <laughs> I do know. Fontecchio with two Cs. He um he only he's only played the one game. He'll play again tomorrow. I'm hoping that um, because I had. Um, Bogdanovich, and when he's he's moved over and he's not playing impressively in a situation which is best case for him, it's only going to go downhill from here. Hence the reason he's one of my cell guys, which we'll talk about later. But I'm hoping Fontecchio slips in and maybe starts um, and and does what he what Bog, uh, what uh, Bogdanovich was doing for Detroit and just fills that role out. I know they still. Haven't got um, the the big fighter beef stew back, um, but yeah, I'm hoping that Fontecchio, fingers are crossed, he put 20 points the other day. Um, that might have just been first day uh, first day flash, but we'll we'll see. The only other one besides Trey Man, um, Grant Williams, um, he seems to come back to life a little bit. Um, and the other one which we haven't seen yet, um, who I'm excited to to see, it's a little bit crowded in his position, but I want to see what Quinton Grimes does. I'm, uh, I have, have a little bit of excitement around what what he can do. He he never really got a chance in New York, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. But yeah, I think I think your list there was pretty comprehensive. But yeah, it goes Bagley, Bagley. I've got the most hope in out of the list, and then maybe followed by Trey. 
unless Ball comes back. Now, look, I'm not going to lie. I actually totally didn't read your, one of your text messages later. So when I get to this later on, I'm going to make a PowerPoint slide in the background of this really, really quickly while you can talk us through your guys who you like for the thing because we've got some waiver targets to acquire and some guys on the stream. Let's get into those. Targets acquired. Mally, I've got a bit of a list of guys you like for the back-to-back series. Talk us through your list and why these blokes are good for you, mate. Yeah. Um, so I've got you've you've got uh you've got Malik Beasy there. I actually had the other Malik Monk. If Malik Beasy could be an ad. I didn't see what he did today, but he'll be up again uh tomorrow. And as you said here, he does have the Tuesday, Thursday um back to back. I I've looked more I'll get I'll let you talk through that list there, but I've kind of picked guys uh, because unlike you, I never see more than two days ahead of me without my blinders being on. My guys are more Tuesday, Wednesday fellas. So you have a little hash through this list because you've done the smarter thing and thought about Tuesday, Thursday, where I've thought about the back to backs. I have. I've, I've thought about it. You've, you have thought about the back-to-back, but again, I can talk to the schedule as well for this one because the schedule that we can look at for this week is it's pretty great, apart from those oh, dark nights. Thank you. This is I do this. This is this is not even our graphic. I've just stolen this from my show the other night. I'm not even. This was no new work. No new work or effort was put in. I'm just recycling what I did with the crossover. So smarter. There you go, baby. Uh, 10 games today, obviously, being Monday. Tuesday was six. Wednesday is 13. Thursday is three. And the black ones obviously kick in from the all-star break. So what I've just chosen to attack on this week is to have a look at the games. And again, and this is this is an absolute shameless plug at this point. As of last week, I don't know if you've seen it, Mally. We actually make a magazine now. There's an insight, there's an insight NBA newsletter. It's called The Whip, nice. and, and, I, and I put it up on Discord for like the Unlimited members every single week. It's very nice. I do I do some very fun graphics for it, and I go through who you should pick up and who you shouldn't pick up on that show and a bit more in depth. But these are the guys who I was talking of because with those really crammed oh, – these were your streams, by the way. This was my ones for Thank Tuesday you. and Thursday. I did, I did stuff that up, to be fair, so good on you. Uh, Malik Beasley, Jay Crowder, Bobby Portis, Jaden McDaniels, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, or as I like to also include the lesser of the Pats, uh, Pat Connaughton, in reference to not being Pat Beverly. Uh, these guys all play on the Tuesday and the Thursday. So for me, I like to run through these guys because basically I can get a game out of them on Tuesday and I can get a game of them on Thursday, like you can see. If you're going into the Tuesday and Wednesday back-to-back, you've either got a really interesting stat going on with your team, or you know what? You've got a bunch of bloody injuries of a guy in IR, and you've and just something miraculously has opened up from the heavens for you. So in that regard, you want to make sure that you can get games where you can get them this week. I picked up Bobby Portis in a league, and the only teams that play on the Tuesday and Thursday that also played today were the Bucks. And the Timberwolves. However, there is a caveat to this, Mally. The Trailblazers. They play Tuesday and Thursday as well. So we're talking guys like Matisse Thibel. We're talking Jabari Walker. Uh, Scoot Henderson, who is on your list, who's on the injury report. So we just want a bit of an update on him. Anthony Simons and Duop Breath sat out Saturday as long as Scoot, Scooty McScooterson did. So we don't know if they're going to come back for tomorrow. So we're just going to watch that injury report and see where we're going. Jabari Walker seems to be the incumbent I put in the article today. And I've got some more pickups there, but they do play Tuesday, Thursday. The only problem with that is they're playing the Timberwolves, who are much better. So this is where Kyle Anderson also comes in the conversation with me, Mally. So those are my likes for the uh, streams for the week. And I should put up the right one. Tell me about your guys, including that sexy man, Molly. There we go. My short-sightedness, only looking forward to tomorrow and the following day. Look, we have a bunch of um, back-to-backs. I mean, as your graphic showed there, it might not be valuable to you because you might already be stacked. But if you can slip one of these guys in, I think you'd be uh, you'd be pretty happy with the uh, result. So we've got Magic, Celtics, Nets, Heat, Kings, Suns, Pistons, and Lakers all with a back-to-back. And in my searching through those teams, I thought Malik Monk, we've got Kevin Herter on a bit of a downswing. Monk is on the up again. Monk is on the up again. I'm calling him Monk the other week. Um, so I think, I think he's the ad. Sounds like Gronk. Uh, <laughs> we've got Scooty Henderson. As you said before, we're a little bit uh, worried about his injury, but without Brogdon, um, I think it's Scoot time and maybe 
after the um, trade uh, the trade deadline, the uh, All Star Week end, he uh, he might get a bit more run. Caleb Martin, Butler's out. Um, Richardson's out. Um, Butler, I'd say, with his uh, the death in the family, it might take him a little while to get back. He's he's obviously not going to come back before All Star Week, and uh, he may not after the break. Um, it doesn't look real good uh, for Rogier either. So, I mean, there might be a couple of um, couple of boys over in uh, in Miami who are worth picking up. And maybe for deeper leagues, leagues um, Jalen Wilson, without um, Cam Johnson out there, he's a, he's a name that this is a very limited time opportunity, I think, for him. But, um, yeah, he's another guy. Those guys are my, uh, my hot pickups for the back-to-back. Now, I found who I was talking about, and I'm actually... Oh, I saw you Googling like crazy to find this out. Yeah. Well, he's, I, all I typed in was point guards uh, with most triple doubles. He sits in the top 20, so that's fairly impressive of all time. Obviously, Russ was uh, was up. Magic was pretty high up the top of that list. Play, I'll give you no, one wait, more did, this, did he play for the Suns? He did play for the Suns. I was right. He played he two stints for the Suns. Uh, he also played – He's most recently, he, he hasn't played properly, a proper full contract in the NBA, NBA since 2018, where he played for Orlando. He has probably the most outlandish haircut or did at the time in the NBA, so much so that I don't know how it impacted or how it didn't impact his ability to like shoot the ball. Not Lonnie Walker. Alfred Payton. Oh my Big god, Alfie. it was Alfred Berg Alfred Payton. Yeah. Yeah, yep. So he did play he, for the Suns. I, the magic was yep. I was leaning that way for him. My God, he was a bit of a wizard at times, wasn't he? So yeah, yeah, and and you're seeing a little bit of um a bit of Trey Man's ability in that, you know, like a little bit of defense, but just barely scraping over to double digits uh, so far in both his games. I mean, I think he's been under in one and over in the other for points, but then you know, getting those uh, solid rebounds and assists, he, he just and he's you know a, a reasonably sized guy, just kind of um yeah, gave me the same vibe. So. Um, Alfred Payton was a god for uh, for fantasy because he was definitely no Russell Westbrook, but he was kind we, of the home brand version of him. We used to call him Lady Alfred of Payton, just because yeah, that feels correct. That feels very correct yeah. for me, and I and I and I and I feel yeah. it is that. And you know what? Because we're talking about guys who were really really hot. I, did you just have to sniff your underarm in the middle of the pod to make sure that you didn't smell as good as Alfred or, or like Lady Alfred of Payton? Yeah, which, you know, I didn't want to blow your ears away with my deafening cough. So your your, your video crackled for a second. I have no idea what was going on, but it just literally looked like you just went up and sniffed yourself. And I was like, if that's yeah. if that's what it takes to be a top tier analyst, count me yeah. in. Look, yeah. let's let's get it. Let's get, it. <laughs> let's get down this one. It is time for guys to buy. Buy more. Sound fair enough? This is also brought to you by our good friends over at Bonus Bank. To get more out of your bets and all of those side hustles, make sure you check out our sponsors, Bonus Bank. Use promo code INSIDE for 25% off your first month subscriptions to these guys. They give you the bonuses by telling you where the best bet returns are. For example, on the Super Bowl yesterday, I put in a little bit of a cheeky parlay. Now, I won my multi. I put in three legs for it. I wasn't expecting. I threw five bucks on it. I had the Chiefs. To, I had Chiefs to win. I did this because all my NFL friends said, no, you're lying. And I was like, no, no, I, I picked it because for me, I knew that Patrick Mahomes had never, ever lost in a playoff game where he had been the underdog previously. So I put the Chiefs down to win Patrick Mahomes plus 175 yards in Christian McCaffrey for an anytime try. And I put that down. I got the screenshot to show that I won it. But what I did is I put that on a bonus bet. And to make sure that I make the most of that, I use bonus bank to make sure that I get the best banner back in my buck in case I lose out. But you might not lose out if you buy now on these guys. And your first one up for the night, Mally, is none other than... The man whose name I can't pronounce, Ivita Zubac. There we go. Uh, I'm doing my best over here. Yep, I need to need to get on uh, get on and uh, do a little research on the man. But there he is in all his glory, doing what he does best, being huge and grabbing the basketball. Look, I've um, I picked him because um, he's obviously being capped at the moment with his um, with his minutes cap um, coming back from his return. So I've got him realistically as a buy low target in my time to buy category. Um, he is the best center option on that team, bar none. 
he has real chemistry with Harden, you know. Um, I was listening to um, Paul George's podcast the other day and, and just hearing the um, hearing the conversations he has about um, the connection and the um, the effort and the, the little pre-workouts and post-workouts Harden does with him. I mean, he, he's buddied up with the right guy there. He's a double-double getter. He's making 1.3 blocks, which isn't something he's done in his career, from my knowledge. He's never been known as a guy. And I mean, in today's NBA, 1.3s when uh, when uh, Wemby's out there smacking ten uh, in a game, but you know that's that's definitely uh, definitely reasonable. He's, he's that also warrants one of these. To be fair, we didn't do it before, but it warrants a McDell big horse shout out ten blocks in a game. It does. It, it absolutely does. Yeah, get those lips wet. Uh, yeah, six fifty plus from the field. He he he's a real businessman there. Um, he's obviously a traditional center. He's here. I wouldn't. I don't think you'd have to give up Diddley squat for him at the moment. Like I think the people who have him, depending on where they are in their standings, he's only playing twenty two ish minutes a night. But even today, in, in his twenty odd minutes, and some of that probably he probably could have had more if it hadn't gone to garbage time. He still put up 11 rebounds. Like, he got his two blocks. Like, I just think that people are probably souring in him and panicking. I've tried to swoop in and take him um, off someone in one league and haven't had, bit, had success yet, but I'm going to keep keep trying because I think that I'm making a little headway there. I just like him, and I just like what he does. And I know you love your captain consistencies. You like guys who you can pencil in for the same stats every day. You don't see bad days. You don't see good days. You just see standard solid days and i think he might be a be a guy that could fit in that that list of names i am such a whore for consistency it sounds so bad but i'm also like the biggest flirt with risk like i i love a risky venture but i think i balance my teams out really well between guys who like my biggest punts this year taking guys like i took in one league i decided to take the biggest risk and take Kyrie and Kawhi leonard with my first two picks in a 20-man league because I knew – now, Kyrie has been, like, phenomenal this season. When he's played and been healthy, the guy who has been playing has been Kawhi Leonard, who was just nothing short of his incredible self. But this is where I love to, like, put guys who can do that with guys who are consistent. I love this, but the thing is we need to remember today, he was going against Rudy Gobert. Now, Gobert played 33 minutes. He was 6 from 10, 10 rebounds. Now, he got one less rebound than Zubach today. Yeah. And Zubach played 23 minutes. So Zubach is a very good rebounder. And I don't think we give credit where credit's due to Zubach. He was excellent. He's an excellent rebounder. And he's also an incredible offensive rebounder as well, Zubach. Like, he's very good. He has a very soft touch around the rim as well. He, again, in those 23 minutes that he played, two from five from the floor. But again, he is going up against probably the NBA's defensive player of the year and Rudy Gobert today on the blocks. This is the Western Conference, basically one versus two. And the Timberwolves absolutely smacked him in the second half, to be honest. Like they came out of the block and they were like, they were were just, mate, that that third quarter, I was thoroughly impressed by what the Timberwolves did to the Clippers. I wasn't sure where the game was going to go. But mate, look, I think you're dead right. I think Zubac is... And, and talking about consistency, guys, talking about guys who I love. Oh, this guy here oh, is... Aren't you beautiful? There is, there is no one safer than my two guys in the NBA. Houses, Middleton, and Houses, Harris. You think it is by now on my guy, Toby Harris. And when you sent this in the text message, I was deliriously happy yeah, just to see I, Toby, Toby uh, Harris get some love. Yeah. I knew I'd tickle your bits there, mate. Yeah, I, I certainly so line that one up perfectly. So yeah, look, um, a, a nice segue for us into Tobias. Um, he's a man you can set your watch by, and he has been uh, for a long time. He's had his ups and downs, definitely, but um, it, it, it's in his new home here. Well, not new anymore, but new new if for him. Um He's just moved up the pecking order, so he's he's now the second uh, offensive option once more, with them beat out and likely not to return at least for the fantasy uh, future. Um, he's getting a squillion shots. At present, they're not landing, and I think that's probably the only um, like 
I guess, breach in the armor that is Tobias Harris? I've, I've got one for you. He's been in and out of the lineups lately. Now, I own Toby in a lot of leagues. I've tried to get him in a few leagues. But he was out again today. He was injured. He was out with illnesses. So what you end up seeing, look, I'll bring it up. And I, and I think this is what people see. Let's, I'm just, fuck it. We talk about this all the time. I'm going to bring Tobias up. When you look at your open, your apps, and you do it where you like open it up, this is what you see. Yeah. I'm just going to make this as big as possible. Got a laptop beside me, and it literally has like, look, it's probably better on my phone. As a Toby Harris owner, when you get him in your team and then you open up your most recent owns on Harris, you just go by the search bar straight away. I think the screen is, you bring up Toby. Here you go. My mate Lightyear's Chris has him. You look at the game log and you literally scroll through it and you see like, oh yeah, 286, 488. And then you see zeros, two games, nine points, zeros for two games, 14 points. You've got to really yeah. scroll back to this consistency and just see what he can do. But he's been out of in and out of it all season. So this is what you're talking about, yeah. Mally. People doing that research yeah. on their phone and being like, oh, yep. maybe I can lose that guy. Yeah, and it gives them a little bit of um, – I think that's what you need. You just need your chance. You need that, that door to creak open just enough for you to, to slip a foot in and, and stop it closing for a moment so you can get your, uh, your spiel out. But, you know, like – He's traditionally, and hence the reason he is House as Harris, just like um, his mate Middleton, is that he's just consistent from all shooting locations. Like his twos go in, his threes generally, unlike lately, go in. He's great from the line for a man of size. Um, he is a guard, obviously. But, like, I think what, you know, you should be considering as well, if you look through his stats like you did just then, his rebounds are up. His assists are up. His steals are up. His blocks are up. So we always talk, and I think we seem to make like way of mentioning it each week that that points are the sexy girl, and yeah. when points go down, people panic, and when points go up again, people get excited. People who are willing to look a little deeper, and maybe obviously when they're paying category leagues, um, you know, look further than the points category a lot across the. Uh, across the board to see what else is happening. And, and yeah, he's, statistic, he's statistically quite impressive at the moment. Um, I've said here, you might have to try and make him the little fish in a bigger trade. Like, I feel like if you could, if he's not the prize piece and you're doing something where it's, well, here's your big guy, mm. but, and okay. my big guy, but I, I, I reckon you could sweeten the deal for me and you chuck in Tobias Harris. Look, he's missing all these games. He can't, he can't hit shit at the moment. Like, you're not going to miss him. I'll take him and we've got ourselves a deal. That's kind of the angle that I would be going for because the last thing I've written down here is Harris is never sexy, but consistency is always sexy. Consistency is um, so I think that yeah, Oh my god. Just is. say the word one say the word one more time. Consistency. Call me down, call me down, and call me consistency. And look, it is good for a reason. Now, this is the thing. I'm, I go over and I look at Houses Harris. And again, people are very like, like my wife says that like I'll dry, I'll, I'll see something in the supermarket or like I'll see good advertising or good graphic design and I'll be like, I want that. Or, and I'm like, yes, because people have worked hard to make that attractive for my purchase. And can I just be honest? There's something that's to, Tobias Harris has done the same thing. He has redesigned himself his, himself as a Coke bottle, but he's not selling it as new Coca-Cola. He is selling himself right now under that 39 that you see on my screen yep. on Yahoo and in apps. That is what people will see when they go in to do these trades. People will instantly see what they're ranked on for the season. And, and this is where if you're in like a, a new bar league, people nearly have to look at the statistical profile and how that pans out over a week or two weeks or three weeks because – these rankings change. And when you see the 39th ranked player and you try and send someone maybe who's hot right now and, and that you want to make a go for, people might just be inclined to, to say no because the number one Philadelphia 76er in the past week has been um, someone I'm going to talk about very soon. But Tobias Harris in the past week with being in and out has been the 130th best player in fantasy. He's just over the 130. He's not even a top 100 player in the last week. But people just gravitate to that number that they see on their app straight away. Like, oh, yeah, you're sending me the 39th best player for Nick Richards. He's the 138th best player. But you need a big man. And look at Nick Richards. He was perfect from the field today. 
600. Like, man, come on. You, you need field goal percentage and rebounds and you need block shots. Like, yeah, it's all about narrative. It's all about narrative and about that. So I'll, I'll 100% touch on that. And I did say that I would flirt with someone. So I might as well put this one as one of my guys who is hot right now because he was a hot deadline guy after the trade deadline. And people have absolutely picked him. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. And I did talk about him just a second ago, but it is one Mr. Buddy Heald. And he is, I love Buddy Heald. I put him on. He was one of my guys. And I had him just before the deadline. Had him, trade him away. He wasn't getting indie. Didn't need him. Didn't want him. And guess what? You don't need Buddy Heald in your lineups right now anyway, because the guy who plays his starting spot, DeAnthony Melton, is not in your lineups. And guess what? Joel Embiid is out for about 20 games, which is about three to four weeks. Now, that includes the space of a five-game chunk right now for week 17. So if he's out for week 17 because of five-game chunk for Philly with the trade deadline, cool. He's out for week 18. Cool. Week 19, rad. Week 20, amazing. When are your playoffs people know when your playoffs are set because they kick in at either week 20 week 21 or week 22 but also know when your trade deadline is now if you're flying high and you've got buddy heel get rid of the bloke now because i'm not going to say he's not worth a not worth a lick of salt is i like buddy heel but in the last week he has been absolutely flying in fact he's played four games and he is the 14th best player crazy Crazy. Mm. So this is where you absolutely sell high because DeAnthony Melton hasn't played. He's questionable. How many minutes he gets when he comes back, what they're going to ease in. This is We just saw Buddy Heald in a minute split situation at Indiana and know that he was inconsistent there. But he's also not been that consistent from his field goal attempts right now. Like his threes are up in the last week. Is at 455 uh, on the season. You know, he's been pretty good near a 403-point shooter. I've got nothing wrong with the guy's game. Again, I like Buddy Heald. But when you look at the field goal attempts, the free throw attempts have been down percentage-wise. The field goal's up about 500. He's had some hot games, but he's also had some stinkers. But you see the points, the sexy girl at the party, you see the peripheral stats, and this is him flying at his apex mountain. And he's going to be able to do this now before DeAnthony Melton returns and we see what happens in Philadelphia. So you deal buddy now, you strike while the iron is hot, and this is where I think that you can get a return on him. He has been averaging 19 points a game, almost 20 points a game, uh, almost four threes. That's attractive. Four rebounds, like six and a half assists, 1.3 steals, 500. But the free throws, they sink you a little bit. So maybe for a guy who is a, is a very good free throw shooter. Usually he's plus 800. You can shake him off. Oh, it looks like his free throws have taken a little bit of a neg lately. You know what I mean? You can get a bit of a buy there. So that's where I think it is uh, time right now to do that one and and sell him or to basically sell him high. But you've actually got another sell now, guy. You've got a time to do this one for. Sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. And I will say... That initially I did read your message wrong, Mally, and I thought you you said Bogdan Bogdanovich and a Kongwu in your text message. Yep. However, while we did this pod, I was very crafty, and you're going to talk about these guys. See, I've just used the same graphic. I deleted the other bit, but there's Boyan Bogdanovich. Nice. Thank They'll you. They'll never know. They'll never know, apart from the fact yeah, that you got away. big mistake. No one ever saw the last one. Which one do you want first? Do you want do you want bogey, not bogey, or do you want the omelet? Let's let's go the omelet. Let's put him into a conversation. Look, I feel like there was only a matter of weeks ago where we talked about him. This is pre-trade deadline. There was a lot of rumor going around, as there generally is, about the fact that he uh, was going to get the starting spot. And, uh, and Capella was going to be shipped off somewhere else. Well, half of that came true. He ended up with the starting spot, but not because Capella's gone. It's because Capella can't take to the court at the moment. He really is doing the things that he was kind of marketed and promised to do with the minutes if he got them. Um, he's double-doubling. He's scoring, you know, close to 20 points. He's getting a block or two. 
His efficiency is pretty sweet. He had one stinker of a game from the line, but outside of that, I think he went two from seven or something awful. Maybe it was two from five. Um, but, you know, the um, the assists, the, he's flirting with a couple of those each game. Um, and he can hit threes as well, you know. He's, he's, he's a modern centre. But I think, obviously, the reason that we need to sell him is because this isn't going to probably last we know that it's going to come to an end at some point in time when Capella comes back. You could flip the coin and maybe there'd be other people making having considerations that if Capella does come back, are they going to play? Things are going well with the Congru. Is the minute split over? Is the Congru the man? So you're really going to have to zone in on the right people because there's two trains of thought, as there always is. We give our opinions but our opinions, you know, our opinions, and we like it and hope that they lined up more than uh, more often than not. But yeah, I, I, I've got him. I've got him here. If he can convince someone that there's a like a Clint shutdown, then um, then you might be able to sell him. But yeah, I, I, I think that yeah, now if any time is the time, a little bit can like I, the man you just talked about. Now, I, I this is what I loved. I and I think we have a pretty. I. I I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say we probably have one of the best track records of buy low, like buy low and sell high guys going around. Like we've got a pretty bloody good track record. I picked Miles Turner last week as a as a buy low guy, and he's been bloody phenomenal since I've said that. So shout out to every player in the NBA who listens to our podcast religiously and then decides to up their game accordingly to the feedback that we give them. Because Miles Turner is one, because you tried to bloody flip me. A Kongwu for Miles Turner. And you get, didn't get to listen to the pod because you were sick last week in your absence. And I said Miles Turner was a buy low guy. He has been brilliant the last two games. Eight from 13 again today. One from five. Perfect from the free throw line. The rebounds are down. Obviously splitting them with Siakam. Um, two steals and two blocks. Whew. Hello, Miles Turner. But this is the kind of thing you could probably talk to a guy about. Not as good as Turner, but you could definitely convince someone that a Kongwu profiles like a Turner type, stretches the floor, very good free throw shooting. And so if you can get them into that narrative, you've definitely got some guy there that you can use. Let's talk to the man from New York, New York, who today especially gets a massive uptick on sell now because you could really now add like a little cherry on top, a little bit of a sprinkles on there is the fact that Dante DiVincenzo was out. Yeah, and you know you're right. That worked in that kind of uh, played into our hand really nicely. Um, I think really when we're looking at these dust settling guys, he's going to end up being uh, one of the biggest losers when the when all said and done. Um, he was in Detroit taking all the shots because he was one of the only pe- people who could take him and make him. So they were giving him everything. He was he's basically gone from a guy who takes twenty shots a game, and now he's at ten shots a game you know, kind of player. Um, he's was the number one shooting option. He's now maybe the fourth or fifth on a health, healthy New York team. Scoring is what he does, and he does lots of it, and he usually does it at a reasonable clip. Statistically, we know that he's basically empty everywhere else. You'll get a couple of rebounds. He'll snag a block accidentally every now and again, but that's kind of thing. Um, I guess here I've written at the silver lining, a silver lining, silver lining saving you from a drop is that, at present, he's playing on a team with no Randall, no OG. It looks yeah. like for the next little whiles, no DiVincenzo. He's making the best of a bad situation, but when that door closes, it's going to close real hard. Like he's yeah. going to be outside in the doghouse, like it's going to be cold as hell because when these guys come back, there's no way he's playing over Randall. There's no way he's playing over OG. They don't need his defense. They've got plenty of that. They probably won't use his offense. We know what they do. They put it in two people's hands and say, you do the shooting and we'll like uh, run Rover. What is it like in um, semi-pro where uh, he just runs around? I'm going to run Rover, coach. And everyone else is like running laps around. No one, anyone who's read a scouting report knows that there's only two guys taking the shots on that team. Um, and I mean, DiVincenzo, is probably in the same uh, situation. Yeah, yeah, and and had he not got hurt, um, he was probably going to be the next on my list of um, of of sell now, while you can kind of thing. But 
yes, you're right. There might be a little reprieve for Bogdanovich at the moment. Um, he might move into the starting lineup for the for the next week or this weird week slash two weeks or however your league is um is positioning this time around the um the all star break. But yes, if you've got him, move him on. It ain't getting and, better. Uh, it ain't getting better than this. But if you want a better home, by the way, is that because it's a good segue on better? I can use better. I can better from this. If you want a better home, in fact, if you just want a better home, home, look, I like your home. It's a that, that's a wall. People might want to expand their home. Them. They might they might want to look for four walls. They might want to look for thirty nine different <laughs> walls within a home, and that might be your definition of a dream home. Far be it from me to disparage what your dream home is, but if you want it, Ryan from Astute Newstead can absolutely help you out. Ryan is an experienced broker, and if you ever want to do that or an investment property as well, if you're looking to get into the market, and if you don't know how, well, if you're a current owner and you have an interest rate above 6.2%, I can guarantee that there are better options out there for you. How? Because Ryan knows, and he'll hook you up with all the information you need. You can get all the info for free, reach out to Ryan at ryan at eganwealth.com. That's ryan at eganwealth.com. That's at astute underscore um, astute. That's underscore Hammond, SHL underscore astute uh, on Insta or call him on, on 0431-766-784. That's 0431-766-784. His details are down below in the description. So if you are after that, make sure that if we're talking about safest houses, well, there's none safer than working with Ryan. But one final he's guy. Mustache, so he's, he's got a wonderful house. He's very good with the yeah. mustache, but this guy has not been very good lately. Before we get out of here, I've just got to give a bit of a neg to a guy who has been outside the top 200 in fantasy, which means technically the guy shouldn't be rostered in your league right now. Because if you've got a 230th best player in your team, or in fact, he's been the 117th best player in the last two weeks, he's trash. He's dog shit. If you had a 230th best player, Mally, in your team, do you want them in your team? I wouldn't think so. And I mean, he might, I might even see my name that far down the list. No, your name is, I would, I would face the Deathly Hallows for you. You will never be outside the top 230 for me, Ali. But do you know a guy who is? It's this bloke. You tell me about him. There he is. De'Aaron Fox. This is who I'm talking about. And this seems egregious for me to say that the guy has been this shit. Because I am a massive, massive fan of De'Aaron Fox. I have picked him up in and out of leagues for years. I traded for him actively last year. I won championships in fantasy with the guy. But in the last week, he's been averaging 14 points, 1.73, two rebounds. The assists are nice, 7.3. But the steals, now they're elite. So people are starting to see 2.7 steals for the guy because the swiper is back. And that's what I love. I love the defense. His free throw percentage in the last week has been abysmal. The last two weeks, it's been 550. Now, he's not a notoriously good free throw shooter. Now, the last three, this year, he's been at 780 overall. Last year, he was 750. The year before that was 720. Now, I know he's got a bit of a shot. Oh, but Maddie, he's got a shoulder injury. He's got a, yes. Why the fuck do you think I'm talking about buy him low? Because when a guy this good is this injured and he's about to go on the all-star break and get an extended rest period and he can get some rehab in and he can get some downtime and some and some rest on this injured area, he can come back healthy. And in fact, we have seen De'Aaron Flox slump well and truly over the years. And then what does he do? He rides the ship. He comes back strong. He puts the Kings on his back with Sabonis and he fires away. But again... There are going to be owners that are always frustrated. They're frustrated as shit. They're going to think that this guy is tanking. They're going to be thinking that like they're like, oh my god, You're stupid. Exactly for taking him in their tr- in their thing in the first place. They they didn't want him. They don't want him in their lineups right now. They actually want you to take him because people get desperate. People who get desperate are the guys in your league. Who are between six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, depending on how close they are, 
to making the playoffs. And you want to sell them if you are in one, two, three. No, fuck one. They don't want to help you out. You're in the first place. But if you're maybe two, but definitely guys who are three, four, and five, if you happen to be an owner with a guy that you could ship off for a guy like that, you're probably more open. And again, like you said, Maddie, it's all narrative-based. It's all situational. And so if you are not the best guy that they don't want to help you, they might even look at who where your position is. They might just be so fixed on theirs and making like where the game's limit is, depending if you're a week's winner or how many games winner. But this is why things like this open on guys like De'Aaron Fox, and he has been. On the year, he is the 43rd best player in fantasy. Amazing. He's been outside the top 200 the past week, which is a shame for Foxy. He's dealing with injury past 117 the past two. In the past month, he's been 65. So you can buy low on him now because we have now an extrapolate. Like we have some more data. We have weeks of data that shows that he's in a slump and his owner is going to want to move off him. And this is what is a buy low. So the definition of buy low is De'Aaron Fox. And that is my final thought for this one, the Insight Pickup Show. Thanks very much, Mally, as always, brother. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you. Did you did you like that De'Aaron Fox rant, by the way? I did, yeah. I was settled in nicely. I had a comfy spot in my chair. I saw that. I wanted you to kind know of, about De'Aaron. Hmm. You kind of I was back into it, being really like, enjoying it. About and knowing you, you bastard, you're probably going to try and trade for him in one of our leagues. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably what was ticking over in the back of my head. Who has him and how do I get him? Is he rank number? Is he rank six eight or nine right now? Does he, want to make, does he want to make the tip? Well, yeah, that's it because you didn't listen to my buy low on Miles Turner last week because you were away for the bloody week. Then you tried to buy him off me after he, the day. You tried to trade for him the day that he scored like 20-something bloody points and had a bloody corker. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing, Mally? Probably sending out um, trades in amongst having vomes, mate. I was probably one in the toilet and then have a little look at, look at what you had available because, you know, there's never a better time. than. Uh, and also, we should, should we yeah. just do a public service announcement on this one? A public service announcement. Uh, your trade deadline in your league is probably coming. When is your yeah, trade yeah. deadline? Check your, set- check your settings uh, right now. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be real close. Yeah. Yep. Get onto it. We'll it's catch you again next week for the pickup. I'll catch you on Thursday for the chase down. Live on Saturday morning for Heat Check. We have more special guests coming. It's always a fun time. And I'll be on FBI Basketball on Thursday night with Adam King. Make sure you check that out with the Insight team. Skiddy is joining me, who joins me for Heat Check on Saturday morning. He is part of the crew on Thursday on the live FBI podcast. So we'll be there pumping the Insight uh, goodness. Then we'll see you soon, folks. Thank you.